Martin banks it off. Sutter is up with it there. Right around in front. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Leading goal scorer on the team. Drew one in front. It's the TC Martin Show. A tie game on the power play. Hodgson was at the front of the net. They are even. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. A power play goal by the captain. TC Martin. It's brushed on back by Richard Fudson. Right up front. Younger fan inside of the net. now in fun day friday how about a food friday that's what it's all about tc martin show coming your way getting ready for a a weekend that's right still no major sports but guess what a week from today we're gonna be talking major league baseball the nba and uh we can only hope that football is around the corner as well too it is a friday edition of the tc martin show streaming live tcmartinshow.com Brad the Believer in the house today. Earthquake making his way here. Winding up. It's the rough the far side and the inside and down. Earthquake must be undefeated, I'm telling you, because every every time he goes that patented move, I, I believe you're undefeated. You go with what you're good at. There you go. Exactly. And what is that finishing move you have, by the way? I forgot what it was called, the name of it. I'd have to look it up, but uh, it's pretty easy. You uh, you hit the ropes, but one time, <laughs> back the other way, and then it's a jump up in the air, and you just land right on their chest. Almost like the old belly flop. Yeah, all 390 pounds of me <laughs> on top of. There he is, the slim, trim earthquake uh, in the house today. Scott Spritzer will join us a little bit later on as we talk gaming perspective, betting, Major League Baseball, some big news here. Uh, in the state of Nevada, specifically here in Las Vegas, came down regarding uh, the Major League Baseball betting. So we'll dive into that today and also talk about uh, college football as we really monitor this very, very closely. What is happening with college football? Are we going to have it? And again, I'll say it again, the next two weeks, very, very crucial to this sport uh, for the future of this sport as well, too. So we're going to dive into all of that with you here today. A special shout out today. We got we got a birthday today. Oh, do, do you realize do we, that? Yes, no, I didn't know that. The lovely Amanda's birthday today. Am I right oh, about that, believer? Are, hey, girl. Look you at that. Correct. See, he didn't know I was going to go there with that. I did not. Yes, yeah. this is this is true. Now she, what he's going to say is like, wait a minute, you remembered her birthday it's, instead of his a couple weeks ago, which is hundred percent false because I made a big deal about his birthday because yeah. I'm huge on birthdays. Now, Quake, I'm not sure about your birthday, but I know I'll get that notification. It's in October. It's I was October. just going to say the Quake, I bet you has a fall birthday. And yeah. I didn't fall birthday. Spit it out. Okay, so what, what sign would the Quake be if it's October? It's late October. October I, I 25th. I think a Libra or something or Pisces. I'm a Scorpio. Pisces is earlier. I'll just name it all you, you, and then you, you, I'll eventually find it. I'm a Scorpio. Scorpio. My wife says that's uh, one of the naughty signs. Like, you can't trust You're Scorpio. naughty boy, Quakes. My yeah. sister's a Scorpio, and that's exactly what they say. Well, my wife, yeah. who's not into astrology or anything, but she, like, knows a little bit. But she says that girl Scorpios and boy Scorpios are really different. I don't believe in any of that crap. But, you know, she's but, my wife. There it is. All right. So, happy birthday to lovely Amanda. Today. Happy birthday. Big 3-0. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, wow. 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 So, she's, what, five years older than you? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Wow. Exactly. Into older women, you, I see. You said older. <laughs> You said older. I, oh, think, I thought he said younger. Yeah, no, no, I said it. She's five years older than you, right, Brad? So, oh, my bad. Yeah, so so she's a cougar. Yeah, Brad's 25, yeah. right? 
I always thought that. Hey, was the, the case. beard's still the beard's still black. Not a lot of gray. I pluck them all. I know, off. man. Uh, Doing a good job. I'm, right. I'm working on it, man. And I, and I got Craig. Quick, remember my cryo? I've been committed to my cryo every day. I even do the cryo facial to try to. Oh, did you do a cryo facial? Oh, I gotta twi- go to this. I'm doing place. it twice a week now. <laughs> Did we get TZ in the cryotherapy? Okay, look, I'm working on a sponsorship deal with Cryo, so let, let, let's. I'm keeping it on the low, okay. but I'm, I've been a loyal customer so far since All I've right, done man. it. There you and, go, and I'm a big fan. Nice. And I'm trying to get my basketball buddies into it too, but I don't want to give it away too much because yeah, yeah. this is like the fountain of youth for me. Quake. Sure, that's what Remember I hear. Remember how I was telling you I was struggling? I feel amazing. Yeah. And I'm trying to bug TC to give me another sec- session with Hall of Fame trainer Kenny Adams. I right. feel that good. No, uh, uh, no Antonio Brown feet from uh, the cryotherapy. Yeah, I'm not, exactly, a, I'm not right? a moron. Okay, yeah. uh, they, do you go in with slippers? Is that what you do? They have a little dressing room, so I have a robe. Uh, I have socks, gloves, and then uh, like some a footies. a sock for the nether region, right? No, you cover, I, I, you just I told in your you. Underwear? I told you I leave my boxers on. Okay, that seems really dangerous. Yeah, this this would be great uh, video. You know, we should just yeah. go straight video with well, that's, I Trust me, this is yeah. in the works. Oh, okay. I, I, me and, yeah. me and, and Big Spencer are going to be working on things. So th- to be determined, continued. So Look at the believer. Would, Look at it. this. Would Larry the Legend fit in a cryotherapy okay, that's chamber? It. He couldn't fit. He could not fit. I'm pulling back control here. I fit. Legend could not fit. And he would cry the whole time because it was very cold, colder than a Green Bay winter. And he would scream and cry like a girl. Don't worry. As, as most people would. Let, let's hey, be, DC, let's he's be not, fair. He's not listening today, so we can go off. Yeah. Okay. No, no, we're not going off. We're not giving the guy a time of day. I don't know why you're in love with this guy. It's like you guys have this matrimonial little episode going. <laughs> Nobody cares. Quake said he wouldn't fit. I thought it would be funny to say how he wouldn't fit and how he would cry in the cryo. See, it would be too cold for Quake, Quake is like the guy that pulled the strings here. Just He's like pulling the, the strings. Master. Exactly. The puppet master. Exactly. I'm just amused by the guy. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that's why I'm bringing him to uh, this arranged breakfast at Cracker Barrel. Can't wait. It's going to be a bunch of hicks and, and yeah. rednecks. You, you don't want to go to Cracker Barrel. No, I'm just kidding. You, you, you don't, don't what? No. Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel's he, amazing. He said it. He said it. It's Okay. See. You know who it's amazing for? It's amazing for the Hicks, for the Quacks, for the Ham and Eggers. I'm a Ham and Have you ever been in a Cracker Barrel? Have you ever been to the Cracker Barrel down south or in the Midwest? Oh, yeah. I'm from Florida originally. What are you talking about? I've I've only experienced the. It's not quality. That's not restaurant quality. I disagree. Quality. DC hates breakfast. Yeah, do you hate breakfast? I love breakfast. I love breakfast. Uh, You know, I guess I should be. I guess I should be more fair to the Crackle Barrel, um, you know. The, the the brand, I guess, so to speak. I don't know. Apple butter jam. You ever put the apple butter oh, on their yeah, fresh baked you biscuits? You really like it? Man. I don't know if I've had breakfast, to be fair. But you, you try to go for lunch or dinner. I don't I, care about yeah, that. See, it's I, all about the breakfast I mean, at the Cracker is it, Barrel. Is a Cracker Barrel basically a glorified Denny's? No. No. You think it's better? It's more. Oh, it's wow. like what Grandma used to make. Yes. It's that kind of breakfast. Okay. It's the kind I, of, I've heard a lot of people like it. You're in. We're including you in on this. You, you have to ha- you have to sit through another meal with the legend, but you're going to come in. This is what we originally. What do you planned. mean the legend? Why is the legend getting involved? Because this was our original. He's plan. picking up. The he's tap. not part of the show, though. No, legend's not. not part of it. He's not. But this was the original plan to get everyone together to have quake. Oh, so you're going back to this this failed uh, exactly. batting cage experiment. Yes, yeah. Yes. And so you. now you've decided on the Cracker Barrel as being the the place. Don't listen to this guy. This guy passed up Outback. He passed up Outback. I didn't back. pass it up. You passed it and, up. And since you were out of town, TC, yeah. he could have had a five-star meal at Andiama with me That's if I would have known that he's allowed out of the house I without am, his family. Yes, I'm allowed out of the house. What is this? All right, guys. I got a restaurant story for you if you want to hear this. So the dining experience right now. 
the dining experience is back, and I'm not sure everybody is is down for the dining experience. So I go today to a spot, and I'm not going to give the name, uh, a spot that I frequent quite a bit over over the years in various cities, by the okay. way. So I go in today, and you ever get to that point where you see the two registers open, and you see the two workers, and you're going like, man, I, I, I hope this guy opens up before this guy because I don't want this guy to wait on me because okay. it could just be disaster waiting to happen. When I'm talking about the person at, at the register. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Taking the order. It. So I'm in front there, and I got two registers open. I'm next in line, and uh, I see this poor old man and his friend, and I say poor old man because he had the Korean War vet hat on. Yeah. So thank you for your service, sir. And uh, this poor guy, he was he needed some assistance. And the kid, literally kid, this kid had to be in his teens or something like that, at least, uh, trying to operate the register at this establishment. And the poor guy just, you know, was trying to tell the guy what he wanted to order. It was in a very slow process like this story here. So then he comes up and he goes, can I get onion rings on my burger? And the kid says, "Uh, sir, I don't think we can do that here. And he goes, why, why not? I, I, I want onion rings. Yeah. And the kid says, sir, I, I don't think we can do that here. Yeah. And, and, he's, and he's trying to say, you know, well, we'll just put the onion rings on, on, on yeah. top of the burger. And, you know, good idea and everything, right? We've seen that done before. Yeah. And then, so the kid had no idea. He goes, do you want me to go get a manager? And the old man says, yeah, why don't you go do that? So meanwhile, I'm waiting patiently. And again, waiting for the other person to open up because i'm thinking i don't want to go in this line now right. this the, kid has this, done it the, he, he's he's, dis- he's disaster yeah. city exactly so the manager comes over and it's lunch hour so it's getting kind of busy and then so he goes can i get some onion rings on my burger and the manager said what goes, you're killing oh. me smalls exactly onion rings on the burger and she goes we don't serve onion rings here sir what we don't serve them there and then so i started looking can at the you menu confirm this yeah they don't they don't. Oh, all right. So they, they don't. Then that makes sense. However, she goes, but if you would like, you know, the onions, we'll, you know, on top, we'll, we'll give you the onions and we'll grill it. We'll do whatever you want for you. And he's going, nah, nah, forget it. Now there's about eight people in line <laughs> behind, right? And the kid is, is, is totally lost. So the guy finally gets done. And now it looks like the other person, okay, I'm going to get my wish. going to go yeah. over there. But now this guy wants to do a take back. You know, he's like, oh, wait a minute, my order's wrong. I'm saying, oh, this isn't going to work out today. I'm even going to make the show today. So finally, the Korea Korean vet exits, and here's the kid saying, can I help you today, sir? Oh, boy. Exactly. So I go up there. So I go in, and I order my meal. And, yeah. my, and real simple, to the point, can I get a double combo, no cheese, no pickle, uh, no problem, you know, give them the exact size of the order that I want. Boom, boom, boom. He reads it back to me. Great. Ask for my name. And I give him one of my code names. I said, Jasper. Oh, he loved Jasper, by the way. So then he rings it up, and I see on the screen it says triple. I go, no, I said, I, uh, not, not, not a triple. Okay, now this is what he says. I said, uh, I ordered a double. He goes, oh, you'd rather have a double instead? And I go, no, I, I did not order order a triple i said i ordered a double and he goes uh well you know what we could do we'll just have him make it that way and we'll take one of the patties off that's what he said 
I'll take one of the patties off. Who does that? So I said, no. I said, I just want the double. But he goes, okay. And then he gives me my total. I go, well, that total is for the triple combo. And I go, so you need to put the double combo in. So he looked at me like I had three heads. He had no idea how to take it off. Now there's another couple people that have joined in line behind that. And now it's, it's, it's real travesty time. So we go to the point now where it becomes uh, he has to get the manager in. So he brings the manager over. And I said, all we need to do is a void here. Just do, just do a simple void. And so she comes over with the void. She goes, oh, okay, so you don't want the triple? And I go, I did not order the triple. She goes, oh, so you want a double instead. And I go, so now I'm getting a little infuriated. I go, I didn't order a triple. It's time to abort the mission. I just wanted the double. The kid rang in the triple. He wanted to take away a patty with his hands and then still charge me the triple price because he didn't know how to void the order. Don't mess with my discount. Don't mess with my discount. So finally, got it all taken care of. And then she voids the poor guy. And then so I move on, finally get my order. And the guy that was behind me, he felt my pain. He was going to wait for the next person. He's like, no, pass. I'll just wait. Exactly. You go, ma'am. Exactly. So it was. <laughs> what a disaster. It was. How, it was crazy. How long was this overall experience? Seems like 11 a- minutes. Oh, no. <laughs> About 11 minutes. Oh, no. Yeah. This is a fast food. Yeah, this is, I was going to say this is a fast food establishment. Yes, it is. Yeah, oh, I've had boy. some brutal fast yeah, food. Yeah, but you know, and I haven't been really yeah. dining inside very much because I've been going through the the, the drive throughs because yeah. a lot of the places that I go to are drive through only. And now I'm, I'm thinking, you know, and I don't know when this place reopened, but I'm thinking they, they've got some issues here. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot to be said. Now, when you go through the drive through. A lot of people have problems, but I've had no experience, you know, no problems with that. Yeah. And you don't know who you're talking to at the drive-through. You know, you're talking to the squawk box and this and that. Yeah. But uh, if I would have had this kid on a drive-through, this uh, place does it rhyme with Schmidt and Schmout? <laughs> no I, comment. I, 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 I'm not going to comment. I don't even know where you're going with that. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out where I should avoid. Yeah, yeah I, I can tell you off air. Okay, that. good. Yeah, that. But it may surprise you too, because again, they, they've been in my rotation for quite some time. Oh. Yeah. So. There you have it. I've never heard of the place you were referencing to Quake in TC's rotation, so I don't. I, I think I'm going to say the X on that. Give me, give me that again. I'm going to write that down and see if I can play a little word does association. It rhyme with Schmin and Schmout. Schmin and Schmout. Oh, I get you. Oh, I, I get you. I thought you were talking about Cartwright twist and shout. Yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. We now know what he's talking about. You know, your most popular drive-through place that has 28 cars in it. I to, disagree. Uh, Any time. I think that place is overrated. Yeah. Well, that one Cartwright's. Uh, best uh, fast food restaurant a few weeks ago. Yeah. That was number one. Oh, I think it's overrated. Yeah, I agree with you. And with I grew that. up in Southern California. I agree with where you. Where it's yeah, well, it's godlike. Exactly. So there you go. There's there's my long winded eleven minute experience here. All uh, right. How do we transition today, today this into that. sports? So TC, yesterday I told you I was on assignment talking about the basketball tournament that's coming to Vegas. It's not called the basketball tournament. It's called the Five. Right. At the Orleans. So I've tried to do a little research on it, and it, it is a little exciting, the fact that we have sports coming here since the NHL kind of shafted us. Right. And, and the cases here are rising, but uh, they are doing testing and doing things like that. I don't know. I, I doubt there's going to be fans in the audience, but we will have sports here. So that's a good thing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, no, no, no uh, venue is going to host any any fans whatsoever. I know you brought that up yesterday about this. It's basically a three on three version, though, right? Yeah. So it's a basically a three on three version. But it's called the all five. Ice but it's five, which which we can't figure out, you know, why that is. But uh, there we go. So it sounds like we have an insider here. Let's go to Tom. What's going on, Tom? Hey guys, what's up? How you doing today? Long time listener, first time caller. Well, thanks for calling, buddy. Tom, what do you know? Hey, what no do you worries, know about, no this, about this tournament? Give us some inside information. Well, um, I got word from a friend of mine that they are looking for an announcer, and that's what I do here locally in Las Vegas. I'm a sports announcer for games, and they're bringing a five on five. Uh, excuse me, they're bringing a uh, five team uh, rosters to the Orleans, and it's going to be three on three with a running clock. Uh, games usually last for about about 45 minutes, and it's going to be at the Orleans Arena. It's also um, available on pay-per-view. Uh, if people want to check it out, they can go to The Five Tournament, and that's the digit five, thefivetournament.com. All the information is on there, and these are all former NBA players that are com- coming here to Vegas to play some hoops. And then... It's going to last from July 19th all the way up to the finals. will be on July 29th. But a special feature on Tuesday, July 28th, there's going to be a game, men versus women, with no uh, limitations on it. So basically they're going to have, on the women's side, some of the major college standout female athletes that played basketball, um, WNBA um, all-stars that have played for them and uh, the coach of that team is going to be uh, Cynthia uh, Cooper um, who is also in the Hall of Fame for women so um, this is going to be quite an event at the Orleans and I have the honor of being the announcer for these games. Well congratulations is is there any television on this that we know about right now because obviously they're going to need television to make this thing work and make it profitable well, yeah, it's going to be on pay-per-view on FIT, F-I-T-E. It's going to be on DISH and DirecTV. Okay. So if you go to the website, it shows here, click here now to order. So if they want, they can go to the website. Um, it has a list of the teams, schedules, and the little bios on uh, the players and people that are going to be involved with this. So, again, that's going to be at the Orleans Arena uh, starting this Sunday. Um, pretty much going to be three games per day um, with running clock. So this is going to be really interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and you get to see some of the uh, NBA players from past that are going to be playing. There's going to be a team representing Miami, a team represent, uh, representing Sacramento. Tom, can you tell us some, some of the players players that are going to be involved? Yeah. So for Miami, I'm looking at uh, see Mariel Chalmers, Rob Hitt. Craig Smith, Carlos Ariel, for Sacramento, Mike Bibby, Jermaine Taylor, Brandon Rush. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Knicks, DeMar Johnson, Solomon Jones, Darnell Jackson. For Toronto, Julian Wright, Mike Taylor, Will Solomon. For so, Chicago Bulls, Nate Robinson. Go ahead. No, there, there are a few guys that played in the Big 3 TC yeah. that, with Ice Cube's right. team. Mario Chalmers, uh, NBA champion, and Nate Robinson too. I mean, champion. a lot of these guys. I mean, they're all they're all former NBA guys. When we were talking about, you brought it up yesterday. 
it sounded like uh, I, you know, there, there might be some former NBA guys, but it sounds like it's a full-fledged big three roster, so to speak. And, Tom, name yeah. some of the women yeah. also that, uh, that are going to be competing yeah, also. The, yeah, before I do that, uh, like, for example, for New York, Allen Houston is going to be the coach. For Chicago, Charles Oakley. Um, Tim Hardaway is going to be there. Morris Peterson. Um, for the women, um, we have uh, Imana McGee. She's six foot seven from the University of Texas. She's a two-time All Big Twelve and a WNBA All Rookie. Vicky Bond. Uh, she played for uh, Tennessee when they won the national championship. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Hooper. She played for Nebraska. She scored over two thousand points, thousand rebounds in college. And she was Big Ten Player of the Year. Uh, Kaylee Davis, uh, she was a national champion with South Carolina. Daniel Adams, uh, she was a national champion at uh, Texas A&M. So there's quite a few uh, really, really, really good uh, female athletes that are going to be participating in this event. All right, Tom, we appreciate the phone call. Thanks for listening. Keep calling, my friend, and uh, and, and, and good luck with the uh, tournament this weekend. Have some fun. Thank you very much, gentlemen, and uh, keep up the great work. Thank you. Appreciate that. There it is. So, you know, this this event, and again, it kind of snuck up on us pretty much with that type of talent. It's too bad they're missing the boat here because you could go ahead and, and, and probably get a decent crowd for this. And that's the thing with sports right now. You're trying to rely on pay-per-view. And I, it's going to be hard to, th- I think, make this thing work. It's just too bad this thing didn't get... Uh, you know, push back when they could actually, you know, have people there and probably do in a reason, reasonable admission price to get in here because I think a lot of people would like to go see this in person. Right, right now, it's probably going to go get buried because people Barry, aren't going to know about Barry, it. Barry, TC, my question to you is what's the point right in the middle of everything about to start right? back up? Baseball, NBA, we already have golf, NASCAR, um, NFL training camps going to happen. Why? Why are they doing this now? What what are they hoping to achieve? That's my question. You can't have fans in the audience. You're relying strictly on pay-per-view, not some type of television deal. What's to gain? And and what's the cost going to be? Are you just bleeding money doing this? Do these guys want to stay in shape? Is that the the reason they're doing this? Because the big three is not going on? I think the timing's bad. And I would like to talk to whoever's organizing it or bringing it up, saying it's a great idea if you could have fans. And if you could do it before all the sports are starting up, like the basketball tournament they just had, right. you mentioned right. Travis Dieter. Timing was was solid, yeah, because there's still nothing going on for the major sports. Timing of this, not so great. Yeah, I to- I totally agree with Where that. Where was this a month ago when every network in in America was begging picked- for programming? Yeah, exactly. where was this a so, month that, ago? But he, when you're dealing with this type of roster, okay, these guys obviously are getting money or need to get money. They're going to get paid for this. Yeah. So was this something that was always in the works? For this time frame, and then all of a sudden, COVID hit, and it's like, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to just squash it all together, or are we going to go go forward with it? So that's what I'm wondering. But still, if you know you're going to go forward with it, you got to PR this. And as far as anything at the Orleans, I mean, I, I get those press releases from those guys, whether it's the shows at the showroom or you know the basketball tournaments that we have at the Orleans, I have not heard anything about this. So when you said this yesterday that it was coming, had no idea it was coming like this weekend. You know what I mean? So yeah, I agree. It's it's uh, strange, strange, but interesting. And again, 
you no one locally can enjoy it unless you're going to shelve out some some pay-per-view money so i don't know interesting stuff there all right, when we come back, we'll talk to Scott Spritzer. He will join us. We'll talk about what can we wager on, what can we uh, look forward to with the NBA right around the corner. Major League Baseball looks like they're going to be first up because we have games a week from today. We'll hit that with Scott. Plus, your boy Ezekiel Elliott in the news today, ranting and raving. Wish it was a terrible Tuesday for that. I think he, th- I think he thinks it's a terrible Tuesday because he went on Twitter, went nuts. So we'll hit that when we come back. Hi, this is Lennox Lewis, last undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, and you're listening to the T.C. Martin Show. The next couple weeks, obviously, are going to be the biggest in college football history. Are we going to have fans? Probably not. Are we going to have half stadiums? Probably not. Could there be a point in time during college football season where we see some semblance of fans capped at maybe fourteen to 15,000? All of these things have been talked about. And depending on which athletic director or, or team, or rather a college president that you talk to, or even commissioner that you talk to, no one seems to have an idea. And as the clock goes on here, as we approach near the end of July, where college football teams like the NFL ready for camp to get going. College football is a huge mystery here. And I uh, want to bring our good friend Scott Spritzer, as we know, uh, not only just a, a betting advocate for college football like we all are, but just a, a huge college football fan for a guy who grew up uh, right outside there of Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, Scott, what's going on, my man? How you doing? Doing well. I'm doing good. So what are you hearing back in your the plains in Nebraska here? Go Big Red. This is, is very bothersome at this point in time where we don't know what's happening with college football. There's really not a quote-unquote decision maker, you know, like with the professional sports leagues, that say, hey, this is what we're doing. Everyone seems to be in the dark here. Yeah, it's it's basically the same on my end. I mean, I've heard conferences, power conferences talking about you know, they're preparing for eight, 10, or 12 game seasons. Uh, the SEC comes out and says that they're doing their best to try to maintain the key or marquee non-conference matchups included in their SEC interconference games. So it's just a mess right now. I mean, nobody knows exactly what's going on. The Big Ten was, of course, what, last week, two weeks ago, the first to come out and say that they were going to uh, play an in-conference or interconference season only. And then, you know, the, like three hours later, the athletic director for Ohio State says, I'm not all that confident that there's, that there's going to be any kind of season. So it's like, you know, these guys can't even get on the same page within their own conference talking about the brass, the ADs of these schools combined with the commissioners of these conferences can't even get on the same page. And here we are, you know, almost in the third week of July now, and we still don't know or have any clue as to who's going to play or not. I saw one article that said the SEC will probably start playing uh, within their own conference, but not until October. So what I've done as a handicapper and a better TC, I'm just I'm just spending my time on everything else besides college football. Um, I think there's probably a 50-50 chance that we will see some interconference play. I think there's about a 0% chance that we're going to see any non-conference play. And I think there's a very small chance that we're going to see the smaller conferences like the Mountain West and AAC and things like that, that, you know, to even be fielding any kind of football this, this fall. So it's just an odd situation. You know, the, Yale, the uh, Ivy League comes out and they throw in 
you know, we're going to play in the spring, and then you see other smaller conferences now starting to jump on that bandwagon. So uh, I'm basically in the dark other than, you know, what you've heard also. And, again, I saw a really well-written article that included some higher-ups of the SEC a couple of days ago, and they seem to be the most focused on getting things together to start at least in October, and they were talking about how they had been prepping for anywhere from an 8- to 12-game season. Right. Like you mentioned, two conferences, like I said, the Patriots and the Ivy said, we're scrapping it all together. Other conferences are, are toying with the idea of, of going with spring. And again, everyone's going to have to be on the same page here, Scott, to, to go to the spring. You know, you take this down to the high school level. We talked about that. There's a lot of uncertainty. You know, California came down yesterday, the CIF, and said, okay, we're going to go football, but we're going to start in January. So they've made that you know, uh, determination and that decision. And again, we're all over the map here. And it, say if we fast forward and say, okay, we are going to do college football. We're going to wait as long as we, we can to get, you know, hopefully a vaccine and, and you know, minimize the risk of, of everyone here. How, how does this work if we go into spring where you're dealing with football and you're dealing with basketball, you're dealing with March Madness? I, it just, I don't even know how that can even be, be plausible. Yeah, I, I agree. I, and in fact, if you don't have a college football fall season and they're planning on the spring, we're not going to have a college basketball fall season. It's not going to start until sometime after the first of the year. And this whole thing about, well, let's wait and see if we get a vaccine. Well, you know, people are forgetting that a vaccine is no guarantee. We may never have a vaccine. So what do you do? You just shut everything down. You stay in your house. You never go anywhere. You never do anything. And you hope for, you know, taxpayers' paychecks to keep arriving in the mail. Uh, I, I think, you know, listen, nobody has to agree with me. I'm no scientist. There's no doubt about that. I don't call doctors. I don't call scientists uh, to find out who I should bet on the weekend. They don't call me to find out how they should handle a pandemic. But, boy, logic and common sense sure does seem to think that, you know, it's about time that we think about herd immunity more than anything else. And for me, I question whether or not, you know, kids between 18 and 22, 18 and 25 years old, let's say, uh, are better off in their homes rather than on a college campus. We know what the death rate is. We know that uh, they will catch the disease more often than not. Most of us will, no matter what we do. So if you have them on a college campus, I think it might be pretty safe when you're talking about these athletes. That's just my opinion based on what I think is logic and common sense, not to get too deep into it. But I don't even know how you have college basketball season uh, until February anyway. If you can't play football until then, why can you play? How can you play college basketball in a closed arena, you know, with players sitting so close to each other? I, I don't know, man. It's like you see the NBA coming back, Major League Baseball coming back, the ML, MLS has come back. And how about the fact that the last test, uh, TC in the MLS, they tested over 1,200 players and personnel. One person, one person tested positive on the most recent test out of over 1,200. They tested over 3,500 Major League Baseball players and personnel, and 66 people out of 3,500 plus tested positive. So for me, it's like, you know, you got to get back to business in some way, shape, or form. And I get it. You got an 80,000 seat stadium, you don't pack them in. But you can sure try doing what NASCAR did the other night and have 30,000 out of 90,000 seats uh, with fans in it. So I, I don't know, man. I'm kind of. Common sense and logic kind of seems to be out the window right now, TC, and, and I'm just getting on my soapbox here, but that's what he, the way it seems in my opinion. And, and back to the basketball situation, I really don't understand why we can't have basketball. We just got done, like we've talked about, with the basketball tournament. 
Okay, you just got right. done with that, and that went perfectly fine. You had no people in the stands, but again, if you're worried about the athletes, they're tested. If someone's tested positive, they're gone. They exit. That's the way they handled it. And why can't we have basketball? Okay, fans, no fans, I understand, but we can still right. have the competition. And then if you want to take it to football, and we talked about this the other day too, okay, granted, you know, you're talking about maybe 120 players on sidelines and involved. Okay, I get that. But we're still playing European soccer. We're playing, you know, soccer everywhere else. They're, they're playing seamlessly. And, again, that's 11 on 11. And, again, not to be naive, but I just think at some point in time, someone's going to have to take the chance, and we're seeing other people take chances, and the reward has been okay. UFC, hey, boxing, and that sort of thing. Absolutely. Europe's going back to school. You know, they already have their kids. Right. Uh, Australia's playing, you know, in uh, rugby and uh, Australian rules football again. Um, so they're, you know, China's playing basketball again, their pro basketball league. So why can't it's we play basketball, right? Exactly. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like going, you know what, if you're playing college football or the NBA or whatever, one of these professional leagues or college uh, sports, you're probably better protected than the average person because – Okay, let's say there's 120 college football kids, and I'm just going to pick Ohio State and just use them. 120 kids on the football team. You're telling me that there can't be three or four people taking the temperatures of these kids every time they enter the stadium every single day before practice, every single day on game day. And if somebody has a temperature that's out of the norm, then all of a sudden he doesn't play that day, and you watch him and you take care of him with your medical staff. Uh, they're better equipped to handle things are than we are going out in our daily lives and folks who have to go into offices and things of that nature to work. So, yeah, I, I don't get it, TC. I think you could play a college football season this year in the fall like normal, and I think you could play again college basketball starting in November and uh, get on with it. I think they're safer. I, you know, Obviously they are. You play in a bubble environment in the NBA, in the NHL, in MLS, all that kind of stuff, you're in a better position to take care of any problem that may arise than you are if you're part of the general public. And just throw that, this out to you guys, too. Are, what are we more concerned with here? Because in the beginning, when all this went down back in March and we stopped the NCAA tournament, it was all about the athletes. It was about the players. Okay, Then it was about the fans and that sort of thing. I firmly believe that the players are, and we're seeing that with all these other sports that, that, are, that are going on right now, I think the players are more protected because we're taking their temperatures, we're testing them, and is it is it about the players or is it about the fans? Because with the fans, I can understand that. you got fans on top of each other and this and that, so I still think you can have these games and sports. It's not going to be lucrative, you know, obviously, if you can't have live gates, but why can't you just separate fans and put a, a max in there? Say if you're in a... 15,000 seat arena. We'll keep it in basketball terms here. And you cap it at 5,000 and you spread them out. Okay. Then you still get a little bit of revenue. Fans can come in, but everyone is spaced out. Same thing you're talking about, Scott. Going through the gate, they take your ticket, right? Okay. Right. They, boom. We've gone in these casinos. How long does it take for us to get our temperature? I'm amazed how quickly you stand on the line 20 feet away. Boop. We're good. So it seems like. It can be done because we've witnessed this. We've witnessed it in, in other avenues that are taking place here. So, But if you're a player, I think that you're more protected than the fans. So are we not playing because of, of, of the fans and spreading? Or, or what is it? 
Well, if you want to know my real opinion, we've got a whole different show and a whole different <laughs> format. Uh, so I, I won't dive into that too much here. I, I think this has very little to do with the fans, very little to do with the players. That's what I was just saying. Okay. I think the players are in a better situation than the general public. I totally agreed with shutting things down, uh, whatever it was, March 13th, 14th, 15th, around there, for the first 30 days. And then you develop enough data to where people can make decisions as grown-ups, as full-grown adults, uh, from that point on, because the data is in. We found out that it doesn't overwhelm hospitals on a massive scale. There will be certain communities where hospitals are busier than others, but not on a massive scale. So maybe you shut down things for a little bit in a certain area, but not nationwide, not statewide. And, and I just think there's a lot more to this uh, than we're even discussing. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, we're in 100% agreement on this. They should be playing. I'll just make one real quick statement. If, and and, and let's, let, I'm going to say this because I do think common sense reigns supreme. My family, which is myself, my wife, my daughter, we've been going out in public, and I know you have two, TC. We've been going out in the public. We do it cautiously. We do it, you know, we take our precautions. And we've been doing that since everything kind of started to open up again in Vegas around May 9th or May 10th. Uh, we go out to eat a couple of days a week, the whole thing. You go out to eat just like you did before. I love it. I love the pictures. Uh, what we do is we do, you know, we wear masks. It seems like common sense. I wasn't waiting for it to be proven yay or nay, and nobody has to agree with me. That's just what we decided to do. So let's just take for a second and say that these masks work, that everything you've heard from government officials is correct, and the masks work. Then mandate mask wearing at all times when you leave your house, mandate mask wearing, and then open everything up and let grown adults make their decisions on which businesses they want to frequent, which businesses they want to support. If these masks are so powerful in the way they work, then mandate it. We open everything up. I'm all for it, which includes back to sports, college football, and every other sport under the sun in North America. They were playing soccer in Nicaragua during March and April. They never shut down. They were playing soccer. They had no fans in the stands. That was fine. But their athletes were out there playing until the very end of the season, which ended, I don't know, late April or whatever it was. They never shut things down. So it's a situation where we got to, you know, it's, it's just got to be a choice where we take care of business or we sit back and we listen to people who aren't, you know, seem to be changing uh, their modus operandi every other day when it comes to how to handle this. And again, I'm one of those people who thinks, you know, it's a 50-50 chance on whether we have a vaccine. And if we do, uh, it's going to take at least 15 months to get to a point where, you know, most of this country has received the vaccine and we'll see if it even works. And are we going to just sit and do this over and over and shut things down and open things up and shut things down and open things up? Are we going to have sports, you know, constantly on a potential hiatus because of this? Or are we going to get back to business and, and play? And I think, again, back to my original point that you said also, these athletes are in a better situation health-wise to be playing sports than the general public is. That is Scott Spreitzer from the FDA, as well as president of all <laughs> all sports. Uh, I love it, Scott. There you go. All right. Let's talk some Major League Baseball here because there was some news that came down a couple days ago from the sports books here in uh, our great state of Nevada. And Major League Baseball now, uh, if we're going to bet them, the books, I guess, I don't know if it's all books, you can let us know here, are not going to allow you to list starting pitchers anymore. And this is a big deal for several reasons. If you do like betting those 
pitchers like a Max Scherzer or a Clayton Kershaw. And, of course, you have to lay the juice usually, especially if these pitchers are pitching at home. You know, if you're you know Clayton Kershaw, you're laying 260 to maybe even $3 on some days. And then now all of a sudden, you know, Kershaw is going to get scratched. The books are saying, no, 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 you've got action right now. You know, this could be a, a, a big thing. And I know that you're a guy that likes to list pitchers. So do I. I'm only listing pitchers. Well, I, mo- I mostly do list pitchers. But uh, definitely when I'm going to bet some serious money and I want, you know, these guys on the hill for me, I mean, you got to specify it. So what is your take when you hear all this? Yeah, it's a situation that I was kind of bummed about when I saw that, you know, more and more books are headed in that direction. And the books that are going to definitely eliminate listed pitchers are the Westgate and the South Point. Uh, They are definitely going to do it. And one of those books, I think it was the Westgate, but it was one of those two books that had mentioned that they were actually thinking about doing this even before there was a virus. You know, they were thinking about it last year. And so those two books, definitely you won't be able to list pitchers. There are books still in the state of Nevada that will allow it as of right now, and those books are the MGM Resorts, William Hill. Uh, They've said that they're going to go with the traditional listed pitchers option. Uh, Other books that are looking to shut down, they haven't done it yet, but shut down listing of pitchers, uh, Circa, Station Casinos, they're talking about doing it. So it's a situation that bothers me, TC, same, you know, as you said it does you. You know, I've been betting baseball forever, and I I really hate the fact that I can't list pitchers. I mean, if you're going to set a line, a betting price, which is based almost entirely on the starting pitchers of a game, why in the world would you not be allowed to list pitchers? If you based, you know, maybe 50% of the line on a starting pitcher, I get it. But the starting pitcher is the basis for 90% of the line, and yet you're going to say, well, we're, not, we're going to make up reasons to not allow starting pitchers. I've heard people use the discussion, some bookies, that, well, a lot of teams are going to the openers. No, they're not. Not a lot of teams. There's a couple. Tampa Bay's been doing it for a couple of years. They did it something like 84 times in 2018, I think it was. Uh, the Oakland A's did it a couple of years ago because their pitching staff was ravaged by injuries. Yankees did it because they had a ton of injuries in their rotation. But this isn't something of the norm. Uh, we can go back to the Houston Astros talking about it, saying, okay, well, great. You know, you can use openers. Uh, Justin Verlander even said, you can use openers. That's great. That's fine and dandy. Uh, but wait till you get to the playoffs and you've used up your bullpens because of your bullpen games throughout the course of the season. And a great example of that was given in one article that I read yesterday, TC. They talked about uh, the Milwaukee Brewers under the direction of Craig Council, who in 2018 decided he was going to go with openers and bullpens and all that kind of stuff in the postseason. He gets to game seven of the NLCS, and he doesn't have a a single, basically a single uh, rested arm to go into NLCS game number seven because of the way he was handicapped in the 2018 postseason or managing. And all of a sudden, he's got nobody left, and they lose game seven to the Dodgers, and they had nobody to come out of the pen. So I don't know. It's, it's, It's kind of frustrating, as you can tell, I'm frustrated. The good thing is, for now, at least for this season, we're going to have books that are going to allow you to list pitchers. And I'll play at those books, and I won't play at the books that don't allow it. It's as simple as that. Um, One of the things that bothers me also is that a lot of books are talking about no more overnight lines, at least for this 60-game season. That bothers me quite a bit, too, because at 2 o'clock in the morning, you could find a line at, let's say, minus a buck 25, jump on it, and by 8 in the morning, it's a buck 50. And I'm going to miss finding one or two games almost per day where you can find value by betting overnights rather than waiting till the morning. 
Yeah, I agree. And again, we're seeing more and more books. We've seen over the years, too, just with varying odds and that sort of thing being very, very conservative when it comes to this. So when you're looking at Major League Baseball now, Scott, with this abbreviated season, uh, what are your biggest factors in in handicapping here? Because now we're looking at possibly really no home field advantage with no fans whatsoever. Uh, Give us your thoughts when you're talking about handicapping this. Well, I'm still looking at teams, you know, for me, I still look at teams that have deep pitching rotations. And, you know, there's certain teams, I mean, like the Tampa Bay Rays, you know, I know they're one of the teams that likes to go to the opener, but when you look at them in the AL East, it's a situation where they had two of their top three starters who were going to be kind of limited over the first half of the season in all likelihood if it would have been a normal 162-game season. And now because it's 60 games, they don't have to worry about that. These guys can get out and they can fire away like normal without having to worry about being limited for a complete full season. So, you know, these teams like Tampa Bay with three great starters at the top uh, I, I think are going to be tough to, to beat, no doubt about it. So I'm looking at teams like that. Um, the San Diego Padres are loaded uh, in the bullpen. I mean, it, it was the, what, one of the best bullpen ERAs last season. They're loaded in the bullpen. they got a real nice rotation. I like what's going on with the Padres. So I'm looking for teams like that, deep bullpens, at least a very decent top three uh, member of the rotation who aren't going to be limited because it is a shortened season going almost – uh, you know, almost a third of the season, you know, almost down to that level, not quite, but almost down to that level. So that's what I'm looking at. I think Tampa Bay is a good play on team. The Reds, uh, the Padres, as far as over-unders, Padres over-unders around 30 and a half. I did play it over. means I got to go 31 and 29 or better. And uh, the Angels are another team. If Mike Trout plays, and he's one of the few guys, if he doesn't play TC, that I have no problem with that because it's a situation where his wife is due in August, and does he want to be in a bubble situation, not be allowed to be around him? I get that perspective. But if he does play with Anthony Rendon, he's finally got a guy protected him behind him in the batting order. And if he doesn't play, when Rendon's war may not be close to Trout's, but it's still top 10, and it's a situation where they've got a better offense, they've got maybe arguably the best outfield in baseball, decent infield, and they finally got three or four starting pitchers who are going to go into a season uninjured and with a chance to make some noise. Plus, they finally have a manager. Brett Osmus was a joke, you know, so now they got Joe Madden. So I'm looking at teams like that. I'll be looking at, uh, you know, again, top three pitching rotations. Yep, no doubt about it. Scott Spreitzer joins us. Doc Sports, uh, great to have him here. Hopefully, again, we're going to have some football season to talk about. And Scott, of course, will be joining us on a weekly basis with that. And speaking of that, Scott, as we look forward to the month of September, we've gone with from basically no sports to a plethora of everything, so to speak. We're going to have NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs. Uh, hopefully we have college football. But the NFL looks like it's going to be a go there. We could have everything going here uh, from a handicapping perspective here I know you rarely sleep at night anyway but I don't know what you're going to do come September oh it's going to be crazy I mean it's like you said we're going to have everything going on at once and uh, so I'm guessing my you know six hours of sleep a night will be down to about three hours of sleep but uh, and here's the thing is I've enjoyed jumping into soccer like you wouldn't believe I mean uh, not just like Bundesliga but all these other leagues I mean it's it's been great this summer 
uh, to be able to get involved. And because, you know, we've been winning at a decent rate, TC, I'm not going to stop, you know, handicapping the soccer leagues as they pop up throughout the course of the fall. Uh, so it is a situation where we're going to be really, really busy. But listen, I'd rather that than doing what we were doing back in March and April, uh, sitting around and, you know, staring at 1998 baseball games. You know, so uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's, it's like, bring it on. I'm ready to go. Who has become your favorite go-to soccer team right now? Boy, my favorite. I mean, I play a bunch of different teams, but I'm going to tell you, over the last oh three or four weeks since the EPL came back, Man United, but I'm not laying those big prices. What I'm doing, and a lot of books offshore will allow you to do this, is you can play what's called match bets plus totals. So you can take a 250 favorite with Man United and now get them down to even money by playing on them to win the game and to shut out their opponent or on them to win a game and under, you know, three and a half goals or what have you. And so I've been doing that a lot with them. They've been one of my best plays. We just hit with them yesterday again to win by shutout. They've probably been my favorite. And I'm a Liverpool guy when it comes to being a fan, so I hate everything about Man U. They could just wipe out Manchester and I'd be fine with it, the two (laughs) soccer organizations. But when it comes to betting man U has been my best most lucrative team to bet on again with these kind of props and, and alternate bets that you can get in different locations and sports books have you gone against liverpool are you one of those guys that you hey that's your team but you feel you may know them inside and out and you got no problem going against or one of those okay uh, i'm just gonna lay off any any liverpool game if i don't like them i've absolutely laid off every one of their games <laughs> and basically because they were in a situation where they had this thing wrapped up, you know, back in like day three of the, uh, of the season back in September. I mean, they're so far ahead points wise than any other team. Like the Bayern Munich, same thing. Exactly. And the difference was, is that, you know, Bayern Munich kept playing at a high level where Liverpool, I just wasn't sure if they were going to coast and just play at their highest level when they take on their heated rivals or whether they were going to kind of pack it in after they wrap things up. And so I've stayed away from their games. I've handicapped their games, but usually they're laying a little bit too much for me. And at the same time, I don't want to take the opposition. So I've been passing. I found, generally speaking, TC, one to two plays per day, which is you know fine for me on about a 30 or 40 game slate when you talk about all the leagues combined. And as we've gotten deeper and as we got, you know, the Bundesliga that came back, now it's, of course, ended, but we had Bundesliga, EPL, uh, Serie A, Serie B even, um, La Liga. Once we got into those, it became so much easier to find information on those that I started dropping some of the smaller leagues. But, uh, yeah, stayed away from Liverpool. I've been really backing Man U like crazy. That season's about to end, so we'll be jumping into other leagues. All right, buddy. We appreciate the time, Scott. Good stuff. Look forward to talking some, some football and some baseball with you here uh, next week and, and beyond. Appreciate it, man. Have a great weekend. All right, buddy. Take care. Scott Sprites. There you go, our handicapper extraordinaire. And again, we're getting close. Next week, we've got Major League Baseball. Uh, going to be jumping into that. Again, no home field advantage, really, so to speak. It'll be interesting to see how those lines play out. And again, very unusual that uh, sports books taking that conservative approach. Again, we've seen it with football, you know, with, with teaser lines, really. They're trying to hammer you down with that. And now saying, oh, you can't list pitchers. First time I've ever heard of that in baseball. It's going to be like something we've never seen in the landscape of sports. The timing of all these sports coming together when they're coming together. No minor league baseball. A big chance of college football being compromised. High school sports. We don't know what's going on there yet. Uh, It's going to be something like we've never seen. But we've seen UFC, boxing, soccer, other sports start to pull it off. 
and go on with their games. So hopefully the major sports will do the same and we can start moving on a track towards having our sports back to the way we enjoy them, even though it may take a while to have fans in there at the capacity that we'd like to see. Yeah, and it's going to be different because we've used to handicapping. You're just like me. You're used to handicapping pretty much all these sports year-round, and we've gone with this, this void where we haven't did it. And now it's like, okay, we're going to jump right back into it, and we're jumping right back into it with all of these sports going at once. Boom, here we got NBA games, and we got Major League Baseball games, and football's right around the corner. We've got the NHL, and they're jumping right into the Stanley Cup playoffs, which I like. Uh, you know, uh, compared to what the NBA is doing, where they're going to finish off this regular season. But it, it's going to be interesting to see how we just jump into handicapping after it's been void for five months. And we talked so much last year, the unprecedented nature of how the World Series went last year with no home team winning a game. Now you have NHL, Major League Baseball, you have NBA all games that can be handicapped with no interference from home court advantage. You you could pretty much throw that out the window when handicapping these games. Is that going to be an advantage or disadvantage for the betters? I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, Ezekiel Elliott uh, went to social media earlier today. He said that uh, he feels like he's been receiving some heat, and there was an anonymous NFL offensive coach who said that he wasn't one of the top 10 running backs, according to an ESPN survey. So I guess Ezekiel Elliott didn't take kindly to this. He just went nuts on Twitter. He says, there are a lot of great backs in this league, but I don't understand why the media has to talk down on my game just to uplift their backs. We are all talented football players and can ball. And then he goes, check the stats. Uh, Since I entered the league, I have dominated year in and year out. Put some respect on my name. Then he's uh, quoting uh, some rap songs. Uh, Women lie, men lie, the stats don't. Go do your homework. Then he comes back and says, almost 1,800 scrimmage yards and 14 TDs with no training camp, and now I'm not the same back. So, uh, yeah. So this offensive coach, who I guess is anonymous, and I can't stand the anonymous you know, nature of this. Uh, put your name on it if you want to put your name on it, you know, but obviously this guy doesn't. He said he had very few breakout runs after he held out a training camp last year. Doesn't look as strong anymore. Feels like he's only 60 to 70% uh, of uh, what he's used to. But Ezekiel Elliott taken to Twitter like a madman. Well, look, now he's got a chip on his shoulder. It gives himself more motivation to produce this year for a team with high expectations. So, look, there's a lot of good backs in the NFL. So, um, I, I think Zeke's up there in the top 10, but there's a lot of guys that are really good that you've got to leave off. Mm-hmm. So someone's got to be left off. Right. I don't agree with it, but this person in particular decided to leave Zeke out of it. So now we'll see uh, how he responds on the field. And we have a, do, do we have Zeke here to comment on what we're talking about right now? I think so. There oh, he is. Bro, I'm low-key. Faded, bro. <laughs> Wow. There he is. Was that when he was here in Vegas for EDC? There you go. Exactly. Watch out for that security guard. Wow. There you go. (laughs) I have low-key faded, bro. Ezekiel. Uh, Maybe I just moved him off my list after that. Thank you very much for that. (laughs) Oh, Or as they said in Caddyshack, thank you very little. All right. I appreciate Scott Sprites for joining us today. Believe it, we're back at it on Monday. You guys have a great weekend. Enjoy. Stay cool. Absolutely. Miss any part of the show, go to the website, tcbartshow.com. Enjoy the weekend.